Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Psy Effect, a show that deals with hot topics from all directions. And now, introducing the funny, the talented, the charismatic, the captivating, the woman who tells it like it is, your host, I am Psy. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of the Psy Effect Radio Show. I am your host, Psy. Thank you for joining me today. Today's special guest is comedian Rodney Perry. You know, I started out doing comedy about seven, eight years ago, and um, let me just say, I totally respect the grind and hustle of a comedian. I, I think that's the most dirtiest grind of them all besides the music game. And today, Rodney's going to share some things you probably don't know about him. And also, before we speak to Rodney, I'm going to share one more thing about Rodney that you probably don't know. Yo, check this out. Rodney's been up to right after this quick commercial break. 
Attention all aspiring comedians. Do you think you're funny? Do you have what it takes to be a comedian? Come out to the Green Room Actors Lounge, 25D Bennett Street, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309, and attend the Never Deny Improv class with comedian actor Mr. Rodney Perry. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to RodneyPerry.com or the Green Room Actors Lounge.com. See you there. Tune in to the Effect Radio Show every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for your hot topics, hot interviews, and hot music. Go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Effect Radio Show. See you there. I want to welcome the very funny, hilarious, crazy, make you laugh until you pee in your clothes, <laughs> Mr. Comedian <laughs> Rodney Perry. Welcome to the show, Rodney. Man, I didn't make nobody pee on this stuff in a while. I didn't know what you were talking about. You know you be making people pee in their clothes. You got to pass out the pens at the ticket line before they come in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the, the real deal is that I only work for people that's already independent. So, you know, I'm trying to get them <laughs> easier to make them pee on this stuff because they got a weak bladder. <laughs> Hilarious. Rodney, I first want to say happy belated anniversary to you and your lovely oh, wife, my. Angela, of 16 years. I know. She's still putting up with my mess. <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret to a long-lasting relationship while in the crazy business of Hollywood? Man, what's the secret, man? You you know, a, a good friend of mine, a comedian, Rod, man, uh, I heard him say one time, and I thought it was really profound. He said the secret to staying together is just going home every night. <laughs> he, just, he said, man, said the minute you miss a night, going home is almost over. So I, I think that's kind of profound. The, the the reality is is that you neither one of y'all can get to that place at the same time. Like you know, through a through a long relationship, you know, every time there's always somebody that want out. Y'all can't get there the same day. Right. <laughs> you know, if you get to, you know what, I don't like you no more. And she said the same thing. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's pretty much a wrap, a Reynolds wrap. <laughs> a Reynolds wrap. Well said. <laughs> now, Rodney, secondly, I would like to thank you for serving our country. Many don't know that you were a Navy man. Yeah, I, I, I were, and I, I still am. I mean, I, I served my country proudly. Uh, I was at a crossroads in 1990. Uh, I had been in college for like a year or so, and I had my oldest daughter on the way. Mm-hmm. And I, I just was at a point where, you know, my mother was taking care of me, and I couldn't see her taking care of me and mine. So mm-hmm. I joined the Navy to, to just to help support my daughter, you know, and right. uh, ended up being one of one of my better decisions, you know, because I met some some lifelong friends and some uh, and and I became a man. Wow! I know being a comedian while pursuing the world of comedy as a profession is a hustle. What other jobs have you had before pursuing comedy? Uh, I stripped for six months. Uh, <laughs> I was nah, that's that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, can you make your booty jump? You know, your left cheek, right cheek. You know, nah, <laughs> male strippers don't booty jump. You know, unless yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. You don't want to see that. That ain't cute. <laughs> what, 
one, one dudes don't be clean enough for that. You know, dudes don't be be wiping good, so they can't. No, they can't do. That. But anyway, so no, I, I I had some great jobs, man. I um I managed the apartment building. Uh, I worked for a modeling agency for a time. I did a lot of clerical temp work. Um, I worked uh, at the VA, the Veterans Administration, and and I was uh it was 1998. I was considering getting out of the um yeah I'm sorry not 98 it was like 2000. I've mm-hmm. been in LA for years already, and I was temping and doing some you know odd jobs after I got out the military. I met this dude at the VA, and and he you know we had a conversation that changed my life. He looked at me one day and asked me you know what was I doing there, and I was like well you know I'm doing dead entry dog. He's like no he said, why are you here and not doing your dream. Mm-hmm. And that was the question I needed to get me going full steam because, you know, when you take that leap of faith, people don't tell you the real life still be right there waiting on you. So yes. uh, he just reminded me the reason I made the the, uh, the move to come to Los Angeles in the first place. And right. and uh, you know, we've been doing stand-up comedy for a living ever since. What a pivotal, pivotal moment. It's amazing. That's yeah, an amazing uh, yeah, story. Yeah, with that work. <laughs> you you heard me trying to play it out, right? So you trying to get it right. You close, so you that pivot, uh, pivot. You know that was that was big. Yeah, that was a big moment. Oh, <laughs> right. You know any word, any any word over four letters. You know I have to take it slow. I have to use my Janet Jackson tone and watch my tongue because you know I have a fat tongue. So I have to oh, make oh, sure that's, that. Now that's a, that's a, that's a plus. Now don't 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 downplay the fat tongue. We like that. <laughs> Rodney, you crazy. Now, do you remember your first paid comedy gig, that first check? Wow. I I really do, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, early on in my career, I was a part of a comedy team, myself mm-hmm. and my best friend, Harry. And Harry Harry's name is Harry Ratchford. Harry is actually now currently a writer for Kevin Hart. But wow. Harry and I, Harry and I, we were we were roommates in the Navy. And uh, we began be, we became this comedy team, right? So his mm-hmm. name is Harry Rash, but I'm Rodney Perry. So we were Rash and Rod, comedy approach, <laughs> right? So we Rash and Rod, and so you know the people around the base heard we was funny. So one right. of the guys came to me. We set up the gig. It was some odd dollar amount. It was like a hundred and seventy six fifty eight, something crazy, right? <laughs> and and we did, and back in them days, we would make up the show, like, in the mirror in our room before we went out, right. you know. And and we went out there, and we did the show, and we were so blue. We was cussing. It was so, they were so mad at us, but they paid us. And, and that was yeah. our first our first check. And, uh, man, we, we've been rocking out ever since. He's still one of my best buddies in the world. And, uh, you know, since then, you know, he he uh he connected with Kevin Hart. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on record. I ain't even told Kevin Hart stole my friend. <laughs> Kevin didn't have no friends. He took two of my best friends, and they both work for Kevin now. Cause I'm, you know, me and Kevin used to play John Madden football together, and right. so I would go over to Kevin's house, and we would play ball. Well, Harry would roll with me sometimes, and Harry's wife and Kevin's wife at the time became friends. Mm-hmm. And now I'm the only one still married, and they got each other. <laughs> Kevin Swagger Jack and friends. I, you know what? I'm not he, even shocked. <laughs> yeah. That's, I told him. I said, I told my friends back. Let, wait until I start making some money. I'm going to buy my friends back. <laughs> 
Now, which comedian or comedians influence you to do what you do? Oh, man, it's it's so many. I mean, when you're on this journey, you're influenced by, I'm influenced by people you heard of and people you haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like, people like Tony Royster who, who walked up to me, I walked up to me one day and told me to make sure I take all that stuff out of my pocket. You know, I'm on stage, pockets full of stuff, keys, <laughs> you know, watch. You know, he's like, man, what you got that shit in your pockets for? And or, or John Austin, who, who when he found out I was moving to L.A., told me, "Say Rodney, you have moments when you're when you're brilliant, and you got to find a way to harness those moments when you want to." And and or or like, you know, I've toured with some great people. George Lopez first got to take me on the road. Um, uh, said the Entertainer was my mentor early on. Kim Whitley, first first person to give me a job in Hollywood. So, you know, they, they all have helped. And, of course, you know, my connection with Monique, who has right. been invaluable to me. I mean, she I, I call her my personal angel. So along the way, I've had some, some great influences. And uh, I say I tell people I have a, a great pedigree, you know, mm-hmm. because not a lot of people can say they, they work with said Monique, uh, uh, George Lopez, and Steve yeah. Hart. Yes, that was definitely a blessing. God was looking out for you and put the right people in your path along this journey. That's amazing. I used to work for Stevie Wonder. Hello. What? Really? That's right. What did you do for Stevie? Well, I worked at a radio station in L.A. called KJLH, mm-hmm. uh, and Stevie Wonder owns the station. So so this is a quick Stevie Wonder story. So I'm in the studio one day, and Stevie Wonder has started coming to the station to be like a radio personality because he had been he used to play on the air with Steve Harvey and he's then he would come down and hang out with us someday. Well, this right. particular day, people would kind of be hating on Stevie. So Stevie, I was scared to talk to him. So he would come in the room. I wouldn't say nothing because I felt like he was gonna tell me to go home and I didn't want to go home. So I right. just would be quiet. So he would come in the room. He would sit behind the console. Everybody else would leave and they would leave me in the room with Stevie. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there one day, he in the room, and uh, somebody was, I swear to God, way down the hall talking about him. Like, what's Stevie doing here? Who do you think he is? And he and he, he looked at me. He was like, well, he didn't look at me. But he, he uh, looked in my direction. <laughs> he said, I swear to God, this happened. He said, hey, look down the hall and see who that is talking about me. I'm saying to myself, what the hell are you talking about? Because I can't hear what he hears. Sure enough, somebody was down in the hall talking. I told who it was, and then I, I ain't gonna. I don't think they got fired, but somebody got in trouble. That's crazy! What an awesome I never story. Told that Thank story. you. That's exclusive. <laughs> oh man, exclusive! Rodney, Terry, Stevie Wonder story on the side effect, y'all. That's what's up. Love. <laughs> now, in your opinion, Rodney, with you being a professional comedian, writer, et cetera, et cetera. What elements are essential to a great comedic performance, in your opinion? Fearlessness. You cannot be afraid and be a good comedian. You have mm-hmm. to be fearless. You have to be, which goes hand-in-hand with confidence, and you got to be willing to to just go. you got to be willing to go, you know, whether it's good or bad. You know, there will be moments, and then you got to have some good material because, your material is your foundation, mm-hmm. so you got to have a solid foundation, and then you got to have some great improvisational skills because you got to be able to to make an audience feel 
like you're creating in the moment. Like the mm-hmm. best comics make you feel like they're creating right on the spot, even though we all kind of know, at least have an idea what we're going to do. Right. Do yeah. you think comedic ability are something someone either has or does, or do you think it's something that can be learned? Uh, I do believe you can learn. There is there's a A B C X Y Z one two three to what I do, so you can learn the nuts and bolts to being a comedian. Mm-hmm. Now, I do believe some people are born with those abilities, but right. like, this is when it, this is this is the thing that separates the men from the boys. It's work ethic. Like I've known talented people that were born comedians that mm-hmm. didn't work at it. You know, like. Michael Jordan is a gifted basketball player, but he still had to go in the gym and shoot the ball in all of those different situations. So what will happen is that guy who's naturally gifted or that girl who's naturally gifted, if he or she doesn't work at that thing, then that person that's not naturally gifted will find their way because you can practice and you can get good. So there is no substitute for work ethic, not even God-given ability. I'm with you on that. Now, I also remember the first time I bombed on stage. Do you remember the first time you bombed on stage? <laughs> I remember bombing many times, you understand me? First of all, this is the thing. Let me tell your audience what the bomb is, first of all. The bomb is when the air leaves your lungs and you can't breathe, All your your mind fails you, Everything will fail you at the same time. And True. and then people, while, while everything is failing, your body is betraying you, then people decide to boo at the same moment. It's, it's, it's so scary. And, and I don't wish it on, like, even now, if I'm at a club and I see somebody bombing, it hurts me. I'm like, oh, man, come on, get out of there, kid. I'm like the Rocky Balboa. Get out of there, Rocky. I'm telling you. He's murdering your tent. Yeah. <laughs> Run, man, hurry. <laughs> yeah, but but no. I've had some 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 pivotal moments in my life, you know, be that moment. I mean, my 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 scariest time on stage was Showtime at the Apollo, which I didn't bomb, but I was so afraid, you know, which goes back to the confidence I talked about, man. I was just I was scared, man. You know, them people at Apollo, they be outside online warming up to boo your ass. Exactly. Exactly. Boo, boo, boo. Mm, boo mm. They be gargling boo. with Listerine. Oh, oh my God. They be gargling with blue juice. You know, so they do not play. But uh, uh, when I was about to make my decision to leave the Navy and move to L.A. 1998, I, uh, I, got, I was, first of all, murdering stages in the Bay Area. Right, because that's, that's why I was at the time I was killing them, and I got to that point. So my friends had talked me up, and I ended up on the best show in LA at the time, which was uh, Fat Tuesday, the Guy Tory show. I go down there, I get on stage. I'm not on stage 45 seconds, and I'm starting to get booed. Oh my and I'm god! Like, oh hell no! I'm I'm trying to, you know, when you get booed, you try to, you know, retaliate. You try to talk about people. Right, yeah, it's right, just like, right. It's like a wildfire, though. You can't put right. the fire quick enough. To... So, next thing I know, I'm getting full fledged boo. Guy told me he came out. He said, "Look, man, you can't talk about my audience like that. This just ain't your night." And now I'm devastated. Right? I clear right. the stage. I go behind the curtain, 
and I'm sitting there going, this is not why I came down here. Now, mind you, in, in life, I'm contemplating getting out of the military to be a comedian. Right. And I'm, I cut it in my mind. I can't cut it in L.A. So now I'm going through it. Guy Tory is killing me. Yo, uh, uh, I hope that dude didn't fly out here because he can't, he can't go be able to get back on the plane with them bombs. You know, he's killing me. <laughs> I can still, I'm playing this in my head as I'm telling you the story. So oh, now man. I'm behind the sheer curtain at the comedy store. Somebody in the audience says, hold up, though. He didn't get a chance. Somebody else said, uh-uh, let him come back. He didn't even get a chance. He wasn't up there for like blah, blah. So guy turns like, y'all want to see him come back? So people say, yeah. yeah. So he brought me back out. Now, the first intro, the first time I did my set, he brought me out. You ever seen the five heartbeats when the dude brings the five heartbeats with the whack end up intro? Yes. <laughs> this, 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 this guy said he better than Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor all rolled in the one. We said he, he brought me up like that. Okay. Oh, so the God. next time he bring me up, he bring me up. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage from Chicago, Illinois. Man, y'all seen this brother before. Let him hear. Mr. Rodney Pierce. They clapping for me. Now I'm like, you cannot bomb again. Right? Right. So right. I, I edited in my mind to my closer at that time. I, I did my closing joke. I got a laugh. Wasn't no big laugh, but I got a laugh. And I looked at the audience. I took a deep breath. I said, you know what? I think that's all I'm going to get out of y'all tonight. You know, my name is Rodney Let me go. And so in, in those moments, I ran through all of those emotions. That's when I, I knew I would be moving to L.A. and, and pursuing my comedy career for the, for the rest of my life. That's crazy. You also have a radio show. Yeah. Tell us about that. Rodney Perry, all the way live, Mondays, right here on Blog Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And And the reason I wanted to do this show well, well, there was a couple of things, but the big reason is in terrestrial radio, everything is so syndicated that mm-hmm. it's hard for us to get on the air to advertise events. So right. I really created my show just to have a place to advertise my events. Wow. And, you know, outside of that, I also wanted to do some, some one-on-one interviews. I paint myself like a like a younger, hipper Tavis Smiley, you know, mm-hmm. um, less political but I like that one-on-one interview style. So yeah. um, that's really kind of what my show is about. I've, I've had some great interviews. I've interviewed Monique. I've interviewed Kevin Hart. I've interviewed Kim Whitley. I've interviewed – I got a, I got an interview coming up with two porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, oh, I, yeah. Wait. I'm trying to have a visual right now. Uh, how is that interview going to go? I don't know. I have no idea. I've been asking myself that, but but I want I just want to have an honest conversation. I want to, I want to uh I want to get their perspective. I think it's we think we know them, but we don't. We don't. You know, or you yeah. or you know what you see, but you don't really know what it's like to to live that life. You know, right. or or to be a porn star and still have a relationship. Right. So that, that's some of the questions I'm curious about, and uh, and and I, I happen to be an avid uh, watcher of their work. <laughs> <laughs> well, do me a favor. Ask them: yeah. Do they edit their moans in? I can see that. Absolutely, they do. You know, there are people that's all they do. It's people that dub their moans. You know, because you know some people be like this, sitting there chilling, like, mm. oh. And so they they might overdub her with you. 
Oh, my God. I, I actually, that's another one of my jobs. That was me. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Really? But, I, you know, I still no. need another job. I'm, I'm going to have to apply for that position, the moan girl. I could do that. I, I think you can handle that because, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm getting excited about your voice right now. <laughs> You're so crazy. Oh, my God, Rodney. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. we got a couple of minutes left. I have a fan question really quick from the Sci-Effect okay. Radio Show fan page on Facebook, and they want to know what really happened with the Monique show. You know, people are saying that Monique said, you know what, this show is a hit. You know, y'all must ain't paying us no money. We want some more money, and y'all ain't going to give it to me. Well, deuces. And then, you know, other people are saying, you know, there weren't a lot of people watching the show. It was in the wrong time slot. So let us get it from the horse's mouth. Well, well I, don't, I don't know if I'm the horse, but <laughs> I'll try to give you as good an explanation as I can. It, it, as far as I know, it wasn't about uh, ratings, as okay. far as I know. Uh, and I'll just give you the story as I saw it. Uh, I got a call. Uh, the way we would do the show, we'd shoot 150 shows uh, from September to May. Then we would be down June, July, and August we start preparing to go back to work. Well, mm-hmm. we had got 300 shows in two years more TV than most people do in their whole life, so that was a huge blessing. Yeah, yeah. We were gearing up for the third season, and um, and and so I get a call and say, Rod, you know, the show has been put on indefinite hiatus, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what that means, but my bag stopped working the next day. Oh, All right. <laughs> so, it's so as of late, well, with, well this year, uh, Monique and I, we did a, a show in Chicago. So mm-hmm. this is almost a year later to the day, and Mo did a, Mo and I did a, a show in Chicago, and she actually spoke about it in public for the first time. So I can only tell you, you know, her perspective as I saw her tell the story on stage. Right. And and it was it actually it wasn't even her; it was an alter ego that told the story that she created. But anyway, <laughs> so the long and the short of it, it was some egos. Uh, that that it that it got involved that that was probably you know way more powerful than they should be and said mm-hmm. you know what uh, we don't have to have this show anymore and they pulled it just old some ego stuff as far as I that's can see that's crazy yeah that's crazy but, because, but, you know, but I always say this it was a huge blessing it, the the show put my name personally. In the collective mm-hmm. consciousness, whether people was nice or not, they were mm-hmm. saying my name, and it's always a win. And uh, I used to have people call me an You ain't all you do is sit over there in that corner. I said, oh, yeah, <laughs> but I bet, I bet, I bet you would take that seat if I decide not to sit in it no more. Damn skippy, <laughs> you damn skippy, you know. So wow. it, it was a huge blessing, man. And and Monique, this people can't talk bad about that lady to me. Because she's been the straightest shooter in my life. If Monique tell you something, take it to the bank and cash it in. Yes. You know, and I can't say that for everybody I've dealt with. I, I, I definitely agree. I had the pleasure of meeting Miss uh, Monique when I auditioned for one of her reality shows. And mm. let me tell you, she told me one day I was going to be a star. 
I'm, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm shining. I'm shining, and that's all I need. That was the only inspiration that I need because I, as a female trying to do the comedy thing and the acting, that was my moment where I decided to choose to pursue comedy. And one day well, I'm going to have, have you both back on here at the same time. Or, you know, I maybe, love it. Hey. Hey, I'm down like four flat tires, man. I, I really hey, am. And, and and one thing that's beautiful about her, and I don't want to dwell on, on Ms. Moe, is that she's just my friend, but mm-hmm. she would do stuff like she did for you all the time. Like she yeah. would go, Rodney, what you going to do when this your show one day? People don't say that. It no. was never any competition. Like, you know, I think one of the reasons our relationship worked is because we were never competing with one another. Like, if yeah. you work for a guy as a man, if you work for another guy, eventually that guy feels threatened by you, or that guy is like, you know, you, you become, you know, y'all might like the same woman or anything. But mm-hmm. Mo and I never had that. It was always like family, like friends. She was always a mentor. She always gave me great advice. You know, even now, like, if I'm, if I'm going to do something in this game, I call Mo and get her, get her thoughts on it. Yeah, you know, because she she's been there, done that, and her and, and it's genuine. And when she said something, did did, did you get chills? Do you get chills? Because it's like, damn, that deep. Wait a minute. Wow, I, I'm used to it. Now, she, she do it so much. I'm used to it. I don't even get cold no more. <laughs> That's crazy because I was like, oh, my God. But I want to thank you. Thank you so much, Rodney, for coming on the show. I'm going to see you in the A. I know you're doing big things out there. And also, you're welcome back any time. I've been listening to your show. I love the interviews. We come on at the same time, but ain't no competition because as soon as they stop listening to you, they can come over here and listen to the side effect and vice versa. So I I love it. You inspire me. Thank you so much for that. Hey, no, th- thank you so much for having me on. I know you got a choice of who you talk to, and yes. uh, I appreciate you taking out some time to holler at your boy. It's a pleasure. Now, shout out your Twitter information. I see you on Twitter over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm very active on my Twitter. I'm at Rodney Perry. Uh, my website is RodneyPerry.com. And my Instagram is Rodney Perry Live. I, you know, I get it in. I'm all over the place. <laughs> and I got five Facebook pages. They all mean trust me. <laughs> All five. All of them. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, honey. I wish you much more success. And uh, one day we're going to bump into each other and be like, uh, Ronnie, you know who I'm is? <laughs> like, uh, hell no. And I sighed and told you I'm married, and then you go trying to bump into me again. <laughs> this is what I'm talking My about. Bad. My oh, bad. My man. Uh, married with all this love and surround. Thank you so much. I love Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, the Psy Effect fan page. Also, I am Psy on Twitter. So tune in next time on the Psy Effect.